child and adolescent mental health disorders 60% with depression and 80% with anxiety. I just felt kids. numb to the kids world. Kids being bullied, sometimes to it death. It seems the passage of time has only made bullying worse. I've seen a lot of bullying happen. This is an issue that touches just about every family. There's just a constant country. pressure, I guess, with everybody. It takes a lot of guts to talk about this. Welcome to Teen Talk, a podcast platform by teens for teens, where we have a chance to be heard. That's right. Real teens talking about real life, meeting teenagers where we are, and engaging in real conversations with each other and for each other. Our moderator is Jason Hopkins, president and CEO of National Alliance on Mental Illness, Arapahoe and Douglas Counties. He's also the president and founder of The Connection Project. We will explore the topics that matter most to teens today. It is a podcast for teens, by teens, proudly sponsored by Mountain High Appliance. Our goal is to meet you where you are and reinforce that you are not alone. We will discuss relevant topics, share personal stories, and inspire hope. I know that life is different today and that you guys are struggling with challenges, maybe the earlier generations different or didn't, um, different challenges. Um, what do you think, from a cultural perspective in schools, what do you think is different today? What what do you think adults and parents should know that's different that you think they may not understand or should know more about? I um, think the biggest thing is can be summed up in one word, and that's technology. Right. The technology has made it easier to talk to your friends and family who are across the world and to connect with people. But it has also made it easier to harass people and to have the instant gratification that our generation so craves. And it's made it so that our generation, with all the information we have, with all the people we can talk to, we need the connection. So when it's given in a bad way, it can sometimes lead to them feeling gratified for that moment, and then it gets worse and worse, and they start to feel depressed and start to decide that their life isn't worth it anymore and it just stems from technology because the people are the same as when our parents were growing up the kids are the same it's just how, how we're connecting is different mm-hmm. yep and i mean like even though we're young even though we're teens i mean technology doesn't stop for any age right you know that's the difference with our culture things are so accessible but like when it comes to social media, when it comes to anything, anything's accessible, right? right? So even though we're young, there's things that we shouldn't be exposed to at a young age. There's things that we shouldn't be talking about at a young age. But technology doesn't stop for anyone, and it doesn't... What hasn't filtered out the things yeah. that you don't need to know yet. Right. Yeah, no, I, I do think that that is, that is one negative aspect of technology, and there are many amazing gifts of technology. You brought something up a minute ago that that I think really drives this point home. It, you know, it allows us the opportunity to be connected with people far and wide, but the reality is, is we may not actually be talking to the person that's in the same room with us or in the next room. Um, there is an element I think we hear a lot among teens of disconnection, and I think technology is a, a pretty big contributor of that. Do you think that's accurate? Yes. I, I, I mean, I definitely believe that. Um, I have to, uh, Justice, disagree with you on just a few things. That um, I do think that technology is being used right now negatively, um, but I don't think technology in itself is inherently bad. What, what I want to just make sure that everyone has a distinction of is that um, 
I don't know. As far as my mind, do we blame the gun or do we blame the person who pulled the trigger? Um, I feel like we can't use technology as solely a scapegoat for um, humans, for people and what they're Absolutely. doing. I think the way that people are using technology right now is can be frankly described as maybe slightly evil. But um, yeah, I definitely think it goes to that. And um, Justice, you mentioned bullying and stuff, which I agree with that there is some bullying. But more than anything – I'm just the same room type thing. It's, um, I don't know. I would rather talk to someone on my phone than talk to someone in person. Like if I'm in, I don't know. For me, I totally just lost my train of thought. Never mind. Never That's mind. okay. No, I mean like. Someone to pick it up. <laughs> it's that personal connect that we're longing for and that we don't have anymore. Like as humans, as humans, everybody needs to interact with each other, right? Right. And we're longing for that, like. It's gratification when you get that ding, you know, that text. It's like, oh, I'm important. Oh, somebody's looking at me. Oh, I'm getting attention. Same thing with if you post a picture on Instagram and you're trying to, like, weigh out your popularity or how amazing you look on that picture based on the amount of likes and comments that you get. But what people don't realize is that same thing that you're longing for through the screen and you keep going back to it every single day. It's like counterintuitive because that's not exactly what you're looking for. You're looking for that real connection, right. but you're settling for less something that you get like, right? you know. Yeah, no, I think you're spot on with that. The thing that I've observed, and, and, and it's not just a teen problem, by the way. As adults, we also often have this problem too. I think we are in a world we where we are – establishing our sense of esteem from a highlight reel. You know, it's it's rare that somebody is posting the first picture that they took on their phone when they're putting it on social media. Normally, it's something that has been well edited and um, filtered and whatever before they're posting it. And that's not how we necessarily look in real life. Um, I think that's a dangerous trap we all find ourselves in. And I, I don't I don't think I don't want to vilify technology here because I don't think it's all bad and it has given us many gifts. But I think in some respects it is robbing us of connection in real life because there's an element of it that's not real. Yeah. Um, at, uh, going back to Aiden's point, um, I I really think it is very helpful for connection. Like um, I go to a camp where basically everybody lives on the East Coast and I never get to see them. Right. Therefore, I can either through social media or just for through WhatsApp – um, is what I normally communicate with them on, but it's also another form of social media. So that's helpful. But like when I'm on, when I'm in my room on a Saturday, I would just much rather watch YouTube than like go out because I think like, oh, I, you know, need a break from the week and all the people. But in reality, I was noticing the other day that I haven't really made time for my friends outside of school, including the friends that I have in other schools or in other districts, like, um, I, we make this excuse about how we're all so busy, but I think sometimes we just don't make the time. Or maybe you need an opportunity to unplug. You know, the reality is of being connected 24-7 in a way that other generations weren't, it's exhausting. You know, I even find for myself, I'm far more addicted to technology than I really want to admit to, even though I'm outing myself right here. But um, sometimes you just need a break. Do you all find that you're able to moderate your usage with social media or with how you're using your devices? Sometimes I think I just find it hard because I will admit, like, there was a point 
where like any ding or any like any notification, it just gave me satisfaction if I posted something. Right. But then I had to st- take a step back and like what I've noticed is when people comment like, "Oh, you look so good on your Instagram." It's fake. It like they don't really mean it. They don't take the time to look at it to appreciate the right. picture I post and be like, "Okay, that's actually good." They're just like, "Oh, you're gorgeous" or "Oh, you you look cute in that outfit." Just because they want to be like, "Oh, they're my friend." I'll I'll say that. And like I got satisfaction out of it and then I realized like that's not good. That's not a person who's actually going to say nice things to me and take in the person. time. It's yeah, not fulfilling. And take the time to appreciate me as a friend or, you know, just someone to be there for them. And I just like you just have to take a step back and realize, "Oh, that like this isn't okay for me to get satisfaction from only that." Yeah. Which is a, a really admirable thing for you to recognize and understand. I mean, I think there are a lot of people who probably don't get that. Um, you know, we, we are developing our esteem from a highlight reel. Yeah. For yeah. me, uh, I don't actually use much social media. I just got Facebook yesterday because my parents <laughs> moved to Germany. Oh, wow. And I wanted to be able to instantly message them and text them. And my mom wanted to be able to call me, and she couldn't before. And I just got it, and I could use the messenger on uh, Facebook. But I don't really use social media. I've read enough studies and done enough research to see that I don't really want that. What happens when you're posting is you you get a post, you get likes, that releases dopamine, your brain's saying you're happy. Right. But after at some point, if you have too much dopamine released over the same time, it gets addicting, and when it turns addicting, your brain needs it to cope. And I really, really don't want that. So I've stayed away from social media and likes and such. But a lot of people don't. A lot of people decide at a very young age that they're going to get Facebook and Snapchat and Twitter and whatever they get. And the dopamine's released. They get addicted. So as soon as they don't have a good picture to post, as soon as they don't have a highlight reel because everybody's not nobody's posting like bad things unless it's super bad nobody's posting like ooh i tripped right nobody's posting about day-to-day things that make them human they're making themselves greater than and everybody has to compare themselves to that right. they have to be greater than the greater than yeah mm-hmm. And, you know, every everyone's giving an idealized version of their life. Like, Absolutely. I, lo- I love what you said about the highlight reel. That's so true. And, I mean, you know, it, is there anything inherently better or worse um, if you're having a good night sitting at home with your family and watching a show versus if you're out partying with friends? No. But which one are you going to post about? Right. And so, with your friends. And so automatically that creates a stigma that says if you're at home with your parents alone on a Saturday night watching a show, then you're somehow – and the minority that you're not as cool as the others. And I think that more than cyberbullying, more than any of this is um, the real problem is this isolation appeal that, you know, everyone else is showing how good their life is. And I'm right. sitting there going, oh man, mine's not as good as theirs. And I want to be clear. Adults are just as guilty. Yeah. <laughs> so this is not just a teen phenomenon. I mean, adults do the same thing. Um, I have people that I know in real life and I look at their Facebook or their Instagram and I'm like, gosh, I never see that side of them, but Maybe they have that life that I don't know about. So um, I, th- I think we're all guilty of that. Did yeah. you have something you wanted to add? Um, like, you know, that human interaction, as I said before, but also like even the aspect of 
having to post frequently, even when you're around your friends, you're still disconnected. Right. Because you're on your phone. So it's just, it's, you feel alone. You feel like you have a community for like a second, but then afterwards you feel like alone. So, um, I do want to bring up the point of Facebook because out of all the social medias, that would not be the one I would be expecting you to get because <laughs> it's, 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 I thought the same thing, but I'm not going to say it. Yeah, it's, it's stereotypically like an old people thing or like a parent's thing. His mom wanted to connect with him. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not dissing your mom. I am not. Let's be clear. I think it's great. But um, I, I'm just wondering because... I, I don't go on Facebook. Most people I know just get it for companies and stuff. Um, I, I'm really curious to find out if, like, the parents kind of practice what they preach, if that makes any sense. Like, a lot of ki- uh, parents tell their kids, like, you need to moderate your time on social media. But I never really see what's going on behind the scenes. So I'm curious as to if Facebook is experiencing... Um, the same issues as we are on like Instagram or Snapchat? I think the short answer is yes, and I don't think adults are necessarily better at moderating their time. So since you've just shamed Facebook, because um, <laughs> <laughs> it's for old people, um, let's, let's talk. I agree with you, by the way. So let, let's talk about what are the social media platforms that you guys are using and how do you use them? Um, I personally use Instagram and Snapchat the most. Okay. I don't use Twitter anymore, but like, I don't know, just like getting the views or, and I don't want to admit this, but I am just like seeing how many views I get per story or seeing it like, oh, how many likes does this get? If I don't get my average, I usually just take it down and I, I'm really? not proud of, yeah, I'm not proud of admitting <laughs> that, but it's just like, oh, people don't like this that much. So I'm going to delete it. And I probably shouldn't, I shouldn't think like that. And I know I shouldn't think like that. But that's just like, I know a lot of like my friends do this and a lot of other people do this where it's just like, oh, people don't like this as much. So I'm just going to take it down. Okay. Most commonly I see Snapchat. I have a lot of friends who are like, you should get Snapchat. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. And I got it to talk to my teammates on soccer. And then I deleted it after the soccer season was over. But a lot of people are like, um, they don't ask for your number anymore. They ask for your social media. I was going to say, it's my understanding that you guys are communicating through Snapchat more than you actually do through text. Yeah. Is that pretty accurate? Yeah, I tried to learn Snapchat. I was like, I'm, I'm too old to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to call myself out. What about you guys? What what social media platforms do you all use? I mean, I have Snapchat and Instagram. Okay. Um, I'm on Twitter, but only for the memes. But basically, like, there was a period where I didn't have any social media for, like, a year. And I only did that as, like, kind of a cleanse because when I am on social media, it used to give me a lot of anxiety because I continuously compared myself to other people. Right. But I think to have social media, you kind of have to know the effect that it has on you. Once I got it again, I was kind of in a different, like, mental state to say you know what i'm not gonna be this girl or i'm not gonna go to that party or maybe i might not have as much friends but being comfortable with yourself and using social media to your advantage but i mean at the time it was so toxic for me so i kind of had to do away with it right 
Um, I had Snapchat and I have Instagram now. Um, Snapchat got really, really poisonous for me. Um, even to the point where it was just kind of muscle memory, which is, I mean, I, you know, let me say it like this. The point that I knew that it was bad was, um, I just got the news that my uncle had passed. Um, but instead of getting taken aback, I finished, um, sending my streak pictures. And I think that's the moment that I deleted Snapchat. And as bad as that sounds, um, I didn't even think twice about it. And so right after that, um, I really chose to delete Snapchat and I, um, delete Instagram every other month or so, just so I can get kind of a break from it because in, I definitely think that kids can handle it more. I'll be the first to admit that I just... I was not good on it. I, I used it um, as an escape. So I hear you guys. I'm going to call it self-moderation. You're figuring out at some point it's not healthy for you, and you're pulling back from it. Is that accurate? Yeah. So, like, let's talk about if, if there are all of these negative aspects that we talked about, what are the benefits of it? I think going back to I think what Justice said was being able to connect with people who are across the world from you. Right. Because recently it was my— grandmother's 82nd birthday well and she lives in japan okay so we can't see her as much as we like we'd like to but of course we didn't want to go out with not saying happy birthday to her and talking to like we like talking to our family in japan so it was just nice to see her having a good birthday and uh, like even though we weren't there it felt like we were there to talk to her for it right so you felt connected yes um i personally think that I don't have this uh, form of social media personally, but TikTok. Um, so <laughs> my sister is an eighth grader and she she loves it. Um, and like, I don't have it because I would spend like four hours a day on it. It would be an issue. But um, the point is, is that it's comedy and it makes people laugh and it makes it gives people an outlet for um, to be creative. And my sister's just like, hey, do you want to make a TikTok with me? And she has all these ideas. Like, she's dancing around, having fun. And even though, like, it's not the stereotypical version of, like, being active, it's being active and it's being creative and just stimulating parts of our mind without really having to, like, think about it. And I think that's why so many people aspire to be YouTubers because they can be creative while still being on screens and still have a life purpose. Um, as long as it's in a healthy form like that, I think it's amazing. Okay. Y- y- yes and no. Um, I had a friend um, who she actually became quote unquote TikTok famous. Um, and so through her, I actually became quote unquote TikTok famous. Wow. I had about 1.2 <laughs> million likes in two days um on a certain video and i can say from experience that i definitely think that there's a darker side of tiktok so i deleted that um (laughs) within about four days i think that it can turn into um brainlessness and just kind of a mindless scroll and um become very unproductive i talk with friends and they joke about it they're like ah well i you know i had an ap calc test yet uh tomorrow but I'm going to stay up till 4 a.m. watching TikToks probably. And I mean, again, 
I definitely think that TikTok, maybe on the scale compared to Instagram and Snapchat, is definitely better. But I think that you can definitely wade into some dangerous territory. There I've got to well. get on TikTok. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> For like me, social media. Out, even though you've deleted yours. Yeah. So l- let's talk about the negative effects of social media here. I mean, we started this conversation around technology, and obviously you guys made this amazing video um, around how people should talk about suicide or help those that are struggling. I mean, there are negative effects of this. You mentioned anxiety, depression. There are a lot of suicidal ideation. There are a lot of things that come from the pressures that you guys are facing today. Um, what What do you think that we should highlight and underscore or should be talking about in that in that context? One personal experience for me, and it's still ongoing, is that I'm kind of being stalked right now. Oh, wow. So um, it started in May, early May. Okay. And this person messaged me probably a week ago, but they'll keep on making accounts, messaging me, trying to follow me. Um, And I looked back and it was probably about 23 accounts that I blocked from this person. Wow. So that's just a bad thing because since I, I don't put myself out there, but I definitely, you know, I have, I have social media. People who I don't know are able to find my page and message me. And they sent some things where I'm like, okay, this isn't okay. So I had to bring it to our school police about it. Wow. Seriously. Yes. So I just think that, like, with social media, you have that, you, you have that, like, possibility of happening. But then also with that, um... This, this hasn't happened to me in a couple of years, but I've had a couple like random anonymous accounts messaging me like saying nobody likes you or you should just go die. It's just like things that like terrible things people shouldn't yeah, say. And I was oblivious to it. So like I messaged back and I fought fire with fire and I was just like, why are you doing this? Like, of course, they're not going to answer me. But it's just like. I knew that was a person from my school because they sent a picture of me walking in the hallways. Wow. So it was just, it's just like that just comes with social media that like come going back to the people can hide behind a face. It's not just people can hide, a fi- hide behind a face on their account where they'll say something but won't say it in person. This took it to the another, another level where it's just like, oh, I'm going to purposely go out of my way to make an account just to talk, to, like talk bad about you. So do you think that's a form of bullying? Yes. And so how does that feel? Like what are the negative effects for you? Um, when it happened a couple years ago, I cried a lot because I was just like, I can't believe someone thinks about like, of course, no one's going to like me. Like not everybody's going to like me, but it's just like, I didn't know someone could, someone's that like hurtful that they'll take the time to do that. Right. I mean, I had kind of like a similar story, but it was on Snapchat and they did have my picture and they would bully me like endlessly like they would call me names and say that I was ugly and it really like tears you down because even though they think it's a joke or they're just doing it to get likes or views or whatever it's not funny it's not funny yeah it's really not funny and even though it's on snapchat and it goes away after 24 hours people see it people talk about it and in a way there's really nothing you can do because it's their account you can ask them to delete it, but they're not going to. And you can ask for punishment, but it's still going to be up there, you know? I It got so bad to the point where, like, I went to the counselors just crying and crying and crying and telling them, like, 
this is what's going on. And there's just like this tendency and behavior on Snapchat, on Instagram to say things that you normally wouldn't say if you were right in front of someone. Right. And it's it's really horrible because people get this confidence to be mean and they're going to continue to do it because they feel like there's no They can and there's no consequence. Yeah. It's given cowards a platform. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, like the anonymous messages on Snapchat that aren't really anonymous. Um, like they they are in the moment, but first of all, they can be tracked. It's what sure. has been drilled into our heads, especially with me being like an upperclassman. They're like, colleges can find what you're doing and like – um, trace it back to you and that should be enough to stop people who want to like have um, a successful life but unfortunately like these message platforms have been giving people a platform to like anonymously bully and ridicule people and people who choose to like post them on their stories after it's bullying I don't I don't understand it, but I, I, um, it's just something that's really heartbreaking because you can see how much this person is hurting, but they don't know who it is on the other end. And there's really, um, not like one right way to go about it. And it's just really frustrating that there's so much accessibility to, being mean and that even though like you have um your name in your bio you can still like find ways to hide your identity regardless and it's just it's really heartbreaking i'm sure there's also something to be said for the access that adults are gaining to children Mm -hmm. because adults who you might meet on the street and the child would talk to and the child's parent would be like, hey, you don't know him, don't talk to him. Or something along those lines. People can parade around as younger than they are. A 30-year-old man can say he's 17 if he wants to. Sure. And it gives children access to adults and adults access to children. And a lot of the things that are happening with social media is – there's problems with children taking pictures of themselves and sending it to people. They they say that this is a good idea. They think it's a good idea to get naked and send pictures. And then that can be tracked and people adults get them and people who shouldn't be getting in trouble sometimes are. There was a case where a 16-year-old boy got in trouble for child pornography because he had a picture of a girl. Mm-hmm. The girl was in a swimsuit. It wasn't even, like, that bad. But people are getting in trouble who are innocent and people who are getting in trouble who are guilty of being child predators and people who are deciding that they want to target a kid who's vulnerable and then have meet up with them. Be like, right. I want to meet you in person. I've been talking to you for a long time. Would you like to meet up? Don't bring anybody. Don't tell anybody about this. This is our secret. Yeah, admittedly, there are a lot of bad things that are happening. Like that, that's the reality that we're dealing with. Um, what I'd love for us to talk about is is the negative consequences. You know, what what does all of this culture that you guys are living in, like, how does it affect you? You know, or how do you see it affecting your friends? What are, what are you seeing the negative effects are? 
Well, okay, quick question. Everyone in this room, does everyone know exactly where their phone is right now? Yes. Does everyone know exactly where you have it on your person? Mine's in my back left pocket. Mine's in my back left pocket. Front right pocket. Yeah. So everyone knows. I could not tell you where my wallet is right now. Oopsie. I could not tell you where my credit card is right now, where I any use of that important my stuff wallet. is. You don't? Oh, I, guess I'm, I, guess I'm, I guess I'm not as hip. Um, but I, I guess my point is, is it really is addictive. I mean, just zooming out, it's something that has caused in us a, a feeling of necessity for the phone, sure. for the technology. I think that's its biggest thing is we really have learned to count on it. You know, food, air, water, phone, um, which is... A, a weird thing to admit or even talk about, but e- even kids like Justice, like even you that don't have social media, to an extent, you can be addicted to your phone. I mean, um, I think that's the biggest thing that's painful. I think the other thing is um, that I'll, I'll touch on quickly is other than social media too, is like clickbait and news articles and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that we we live in an age right now where it's there's going to be articles plastered all over the um, internet that are just they are there to get the most clicks, you know, and in doing that, it really divides our nation. And so I think I, I'm getting to this as an effect of what happens to us is our nation right now, I feel like is so extremely divided, sure. right? Um, I don't feel like anyone really listens to each other anymore. I feel like everyone's yelling at each other. Everything I see on the news is just people raising their voices. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all the articles are about how this party did this or how this party did this. And I think that that stuff really has an effect on us too, that feeling even more of isolation. Well, to your point, I mean, we have a culture where it's okay for us to say anything we want to people anonymously or to their face. I mean, people say really ugly things. It's not just a teen problem. Yeah. But yeah, there there are a lot of negative consequences to this. And, and the reality is, is, you know, how we're being targeted, what we see um, through our browsing preferences. I mean, we're we're being fed what our version of reality is based on what we're looking at. So I think that creates a lot of the divisiveness just based on what you look at online versus what you look at online is vastly different. You're going to be served ads and articles that support what you're looking at, which only fosters your perspective. Um, so I do think it creates this this false sense of reality for each of us seeing something different. Um, There's a word for that. When you are only seeing the things that you agree with politically, at least – it's called an echo chamber. Mm-hmm. What mm. social media does is it creates groups of echo chambers where people are saying something and then another person is agreeing and there's no discussion past that usually. Right. Where Because if people are disagreeing and fighting, then it's not good for the social media because if they're fighting within themselves, then they'll not use the social media if they get too upset or something along those lines. So... Social media purposely creates echo chambers of people who have like ideas. So you'll often find people of like mind on the same servers. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the world we live in. If you or someone you know is struggling or in crisis, please contact Colorado Crisis Services. They can be reached by text at 38255 or by phone at 844-493-8255. For a complete list of resources, visit 1043thefan.com, cozy101.com, or kygo.com and click on Mental Health Awareness located under the Strengthening Families page. The Team Talk Podcast is presented by the Public Affairs and News Department of Bonneville, Denver. Please don't text and drive.